drops. Morpheus is fighting Neo. Hello and welcome to the Hollywood Fishbowl. I am and can only be your co-host, Jesse Kester. I am a co-host because I'm not the only host on this show. I am joined by the always here... Swinky! There Hi. it is. You, you didn't know we were leading up to you on that I one? I knew we were, but you were inching further and further away from me. Oh my gosh! Morpheus is still fighting Neo! And you wanted to kiss. You wanted to smooch, and that's why you yeah. lost your cue. Yeah, I sleep. Maybe goose. if you got your mind out of the gutter, you why could Why don't you say who we're show. joined by? I would you. love to, but I never do, but I do say that we... Morpheus is not fighting Neo. We are joined. <laughs> we are... Swinky and I are not alone on this program. We are joined by the one, the only, the absolutely and obviously illustrious... Oh, uh, Katrina Crutch. You didn't know that it was going to be you next? I didn't. It seemed like we caught you off guard there. I didn't know oh. I had to be the one to pronounce my German last name. Mm. <laughs> How is, what is it again? Crutch? Oh, it's Crutch. That's not so bad. So I was just sitting here biting my nails like, oh, is he going to say Crotech? Oh, no, no, no. I, I absolve. What's he going to do? <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Is it an O-E like Jesse's name? Jesse's last name is K-O-E. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we have matching scary German last names. Did yours have an umlaut and then they changed it before you were born? I think that's what happened, baby. Because the OEs are formerly O's with the umlaut. Oh, okay. And it's pronounced Kester. And that is why I do not even attempt to say any of the names of any of the guests because there have been three people in my whole life who got my name right on the first try. And that's. That's why it's baked into the format of the show is that I say I don't I don't say the name. That's genius. Yeah. <laughs> Crotech. What else have you been called? Oh, crotch. Crotch. Can I say that on yeah. a podcast? Yes, you can say crotch. That's the worst one. Yeah. <laughs> you have all the swears in the world. You Aww. had to drag us down to that level. <laughs> Katrina. Now I. <laughs> We're gonna call you Katrina or Kat. Great. Do people call you Cat or uh, Rina? Katrina's good, and okay. I actually uh, my Instagram and all that other stuff is the magical Katrina because okay. I know that my last name is German and scary and confusing and hard mm. to spell mm. or pronounce. Mm-mm. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I say the magical. Insert my first name. Yeah, if like you, Madonna. It works. Like the magical Madonna. <laughs> yeah, you know. Wait, Madonna's her first name? No, she just has one name. Yeah. Oh. Like Beyonce, oh well, Beyonce is Beyonce Knowles. Yeah. yeah. She has a last name. Anyway, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Well, no. Yes? No, you. No, no, you. No, you. No, what do we No, you, <laughs> Mr. Co host. What am I supposed to be doing right now? You um, always do I'll, the five and five. Okay, you guys we're going to get so to that. Cute. We're going to get oh. to that. <laughs> Uh, this is the first time on the air that Swinky has just looked at me and said, no, you, and expected <laughs> me to pick it up effortlessly. No, because he was looking at me like he was expecting me to say the next thing. And usually he's the one that carries the first part of I've got the a couple show. of questions. I've got a couple of questions Eee-e- before we get into the first part of the show. First of all, would you prefer that we address you as the magical Katrina throughout the entire show? Uh, you can just say Katrina. Okay, because I'd be happy to. To call you the magical Katrina, that, that would be cool. That's a pretty cool... Uh, mm name but i'm okay okay, okay. <laughs> and it's the perfect name for our first guest who's a i think you're gonna say magician. for firstborn what no um second I question an only child <laughs> no, <so>. <laughs> really it's <laughs> great so are you the oldest or the youngest um only one. Oh. the only child both means that i'm both yes it was meant as a joke yeah. i'll be over in the oh. corner yeah um, you, the other question is doing badly yeah, not up to a good start. Uh, okay. The qu- other question I have on my mind, if I could get through this question number two, is... Mm-hmm. Thank you, sweetie. Is? Is. 
uh, how do you like to be framed? We, I have my framing of you. I know you as a magician. Right. I know a couple other little things that we talked about before the show. But I want to give you free reign to define yourself to our audience. Oh, uh, well, I am a magician, mainly, but I do a lot of things because in order to survive in Southern California, you have to do a million different types of art mm-hmm. if you want to be a full-time artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and I also like do burlesque and acting and clowning. I went to clown school. Mm-hmm. I also run a business where I book out performers for parties. So I always like to, and I also was a princess at children's parties. Mm-hmm. So I always like to say I'm a magician, clown, stripper, princess, actor, <laughs> dancer, model. Oh, there's more. <laughs> but I, yeah, I wish I could add like astronaut cowboy to that but um, I can't I'm not quite at that level but you have so many hats wow <laughs> magician oh, slow down magician magician clown princess act, magician clown stripper. princess MCPS what else I do burlesque so I say stripper MCPS because I think it's yeah. funny to be a clown yeah. stripper princess magician <laughs> okay um, magician <laughs> model actor dancer what, when you were a princess were you a Oh, I also write scripts and I do. I'm in this comedy group and I produce with them too. So we do like all the things, all the you LA do, things. Yes. You really do all the LA things. <laughs> wow, Katrina, that's awesome. But mainly, ma- my magic is my yes. main source of income. Okay. <laughs> magic main and circus of- arts too. Okay. Mm-hmm. I also still walk and I juggle knives. You juggle knives? Yes. Are they sharp or blunt? Well, I don't sharpen them before I go to the children's parties. Mm. Um, but <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, but they are like a little bit sharp. Like if I were to drop one from a high feet, it would cut someone. Mm-mm. But I mean, like I've dropped them on my leg. They're pretty dull. Like okay. they're not like they're for juggling. They're juggling knives. Right. Right. Yeah. They're not meant to actually hurt someone. If yeah. Do you have any with you that we could cut ourselves on the air to see how much work it takes? No, I okay. don't. I'm sorry. You don't carry a, a knife in your purse? I should, being a single woman in Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> and a taser and maybe a baseball bat. How is a baseball bat going to fit in Th- a purse? Those ones that you can extend and compress. All right. That is a magic purse. thing. Those are things. <laughs> oh, really? You can buy that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to get into five and five, which is uh, the cut segment that we call five and five. Yes. Um, and on this segment, what we do is we ask you five questions. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Don't worry. All these noises will be taken out. Wait, let's take a pause. We're gonna, this is an anti-plug. This is the opposite of a plug. Are you ready? Great. Um, there's this piece of software called Seconds that I would use to time out five and five. And it just went from a free business model to a paid business model, which means I don't know if we're going to have access to five and five right now. So (laughs) go ahead, everyone out there, and do not download Seconds because (gasps) it's a bullshit program that will fuck up your show right at the beginning if it can. Everybody wants free stuff. Or get them to sponsor you. Yeah, They're not welcome as a sponsor on the show anymore. All thousand people that are listening to this hashtag <laughs> second Fishbowl sponsor hashtag. Hollywood Fishbowl. Yes. No, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't take a sponsorship from them if they paid me. New hashtag. Let's get this going, guys. What is the new hashtag? I just, second you know, sponsor the Hollywood Fishbowl, right? Yeah, no? or something. Spo- I don't know. No. That's what I would, I would do if I wanted. I would. Turn it into a positive. You are very media savvy. But, you know, think. How about hashtag... Yeah, screw them. Go <laughs> eat a bucket of dog shit. <laughs> oh, no. What is why? Dang. All right. I'm mad at them. I think it's here. It's going to work. It looks like it's going to work. Sorry, yeah, seconds. Uh, I'm an it. emotional wreck. Mm. <laughs> Welcome to the you're show. You're going to be okay. It's okay. You're an artist. Mm. It's fine. <laughs> this is my it's art. Hating seconds is my new media. <laughs> 
It's a thin line between love and hate. Mm-hmm. And you will get beeps. Uh, these beeps are not your enemy. They are your friend, signifying that the, the minute is up. Okay. And we're right. moving on to the next question. And not are, to panic. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Here we go. This is what the beeps sound like. Question number one, where did you grow up and how did that inform your adulthood? Um, I grew up in Portland, Oregon, which I've been told is a weird place. And I realize it is now that I live in L.A. Everyone there is like, you know, part time baristas and like doing weird art and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I'm sure you've heard like. Wait, everyone there Portland. is. Yeah, everyone in Portland like is a weird artist. Barista and a weird artist. Art. Well, they're all like really like weird. Like everyone oh, okay. there is like in an open relationship and a drag queen on the weekends and like. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I moved to San Francisco, which is also super weird mm. and and uh, just strange and liberal and mm. uh, like just a lot of Burning Man people and stuff like that. And then I moved to L.A. and there's a lot more people that aren't quite as liberal here. So L.A. is the most conservative city you've lived in of those three. Yes. That's saying a lot. Um, but yeah, Portland's pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, you know, I think a lot of quirky people come from L.A. Zoe Deschanel's from L.A. Mm-hmm. <gasps> time's up. Yeah, she's from L.A. Or not L.A., sorry, from Portland. Oh, okay. Portland. Oh, no, I went over the time. <laughs> I meant good, Portland. I said L.A., I meant Portland. <laughs> Question number two. What is the must-engage media, the book, the album, the television show, the movie that opened up your brain to the very secrets of the universe? Oh, no. Oh, yes. It is that question. Um, anything. Just like, oh, whatever, man, whatever like really anything. opens you up. LSD is not an option, right? Yeah, no, I'm just LSD. kidding. You said <laughs> secrets of the universe. <laughs> yeah. um, a book I highly recommend that changed my life is Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Okay. Mm. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Yep, I have heard of it. I think it's been mentioned at least once on this show before. I, oh. I can't remember who said it, though. I listened to the audiobook, I don't know, like three or four years ago, and it really inspired me to start my small business, um, mm-hmm. booking people out for parties and events. Mm-hmm. And it has changed my life. It helped me get like an assistant, which helps me answer like auditions and gig requests. And it's just amazing. Four hour work week will change your life. If you want to be an entrepreneur and have more freedom and be able to travel and make art and be your own boss. Mm. So I think Swiki, you tick all of those boxes. Yes. Yeah. That's Uh everything you've been. Also being inspired right now. Also LSD. Highly recommend. We're going to get into that one. I guarantee you. You said secrets of the universe. You said it. Yeah. I think you really liked LSD. I I have never done it. I'm going to say that uh, for legal reasons. Oh, okay. But But if you had done it. I've had friends that I've heard it unlock secrets of the universe. I'm just saying. Uh, Uh, Quick question. Are those friends on acid right now? No. Oh, I don't know. Is acid the same thing as LSD? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that abbreviation stands for? No, I don't. I believe it's lysergic acid diethylamide, but I could be wrong. Then why wouldn't it be called LAD? Because that would just be lad. I'm going to go chomp a lad. <laughs> like, that's not a fun thing to say. Oh, okay. Huh. Hey, what if we finished five and five? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good, I mean, you're good. you just ended that question with unlock the secrets of the universe. Yeah, right, I'm like, yeah. I... <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get into your friends who love acid. No, let's show. not talk about it again. <laughs> um, next next question. Next question. If I can remember it, what is the greatest source of joy in your life? Oh, Ella, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's terrible. I'm teasing. Um, I oh god, the greatest source of joy. joy? Yeah. yeah. What kind of wakes you up in the morning? Oh uh, well, I love. Um, I really honestly do love what I do with magic and like what I working with little children and adults and being able to 
invite people into this like space of play. I feel like as adults and even as kids, we don't really, we're not encouraged to play like, you know, kids got to go to school, do their homework. And then I get to show up at these parties and be a magician and bring a little bit of wonder and joy and surprise into their lives. And I really like doing that for miserable drab lives. Yeah. Well, not so much with the kids, but with adults, definitely, you know, I do a lot of corporate events and I'm Mm. like, Hey, we're going to do some fun magic, Mm. you know? And like, I like to be silly and yeah. Bring them into this space of play and excitement yeah. with magic. You're doing phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. What gets under your skin? Um. Oh, I hate traffic in LA. Mm. Okay. People, people that are like, I'm going to do a right turn from like three lanes over in the they left and then decide that. last minute. <laughs> I especially don't like the people that, that when it's rush hour, they're like, oh man, there's traffic going the other way and it's a yellow, but I'm going to go block the intersection and go to the other side anyway. Yep, and yep, yep. I don't know what that's called when they block the inter- called being an asshole. Yeah. So mm. I just don't like it when people block intersections and in traffic. Mm. Just a hate driving in LA. That's happened a lot. A lot. So many times. Oh. I hate LA driving. I love LA driving. I I don't like going fast. I like going very slowly in the car. So Mm. LA is a perfect fit for my conservative driving style. Yeah, it's never moving that fast. I've heard uh, that I drive like a New Yorker. Uh, I also walk very fast. Mm. I just don't like... How do you drive like a New Yorker? Does that mean you have to like lean out the window going, Hey, I'm driving all the time. (laughs) Oh, we got another question. I think this is the fifth and final question. Is that yes. not the case? All right, Katrina here we go. Katrina's doing beautifully. What is the best advice you've received, and what advice would you like to put out into the universe? Oh, uh, some advice I received when I was in high school that probably like changed my life is um, my friend. I don't know what we were talking about. I wanted to graduate high school early, and they were saying, "Well, any th- any goal you want to do is just a bunch of hoops you have to jump through. So like you might look at, like I looked at graduating high school early, mm. but it's just individual hoops. Like what credits do I have to do online? What credits do I have to do in summer school? Like how much money do I have to save up to pay for online school? All that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, so any big goal you have, and this is also a thing in four hour work week and a lot of other self-help books, just break it down to the smaller steps and then just do them one at a time. And it's a lot less painful, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Um, so I'd say that's really good advice. And also like you might do something that's like painful. Like you're like, oh, I had to like create this website for my business and it sucks to make a website from scratch. It mm. takes like 10 hours or more, mm. but you're never going to have to make that website again for the first time. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So break things into smaller steps, just jump through the hoops and um, yeah, that's good advice. I got <laughs> get your ass to work. That's yeah. really good advice. What You're you, very wise. What I do you think, think Swing? I'm gonna let you kick this one off. Okay, you, you get out of here. You no, wise. seriously, I think no, 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 no. no you're wise. <laughs> <laughs> and just congratulating each other for having some level of wisdom. No, I'm just just observing you and how you 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 decided to. People read books all the time, but you actually applied what you learned from the book and you started your own business i just find that very admirable and you're a young lady living on your own in los angeles and you're doing it you're doing it that's amazing and you just make these little decisions one at a time it's yeah seems, yeah and it, it doesn't easier right yeah i think you have many big pictures in your mind but you really focus on the small stuff and then it gets you closer to the bigger ideas and um you you can tell that when 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 you're talking, just from talking to you for a little bit, you can kind of tell. <laughs> also watching you run your business. 
yeah, she was running her business as she was signing the 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 form, and you know, just wow. Miss Business Lady. All right, there yes, was not ma'am. a question in there, co-host. <laughs> no, I, it wasn't a question. I, just, I approved I was, of it, though. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, compliments. Okay. Yeah. Well, you stop cutting no, me out. <laughs> I have things to say too. This microphone is shared, yes, but I all have equal time. Pew, this is a new world. Women are rising. We are standing up for ourselves. We are going for it. Right, Get it, Ms. Queen. <laughs> Get it, Queen. <laughs> no, just stay with me. This is still your show. Again, no, I just show. had to get our that in. Okay. Our family shows. No. Owls. I just had to get that in. That you're, you seem very wise, and obviously you are, and it's so encouraging. We were talking about this this morning. Just these, all these things I have to do to increase my presence on online, which is something I've never been good at, and it's so daunting. You know, just like oh, you have to post again. I already posted three days ago. You know, or do I have to keep doing it every day? So it's just cool. It's just cool. I feel like in a lot of ways we're slaves to our social media. Mm-hmm. So the key is to like figure out ways that you can have little robot slaves and apps that do it for you. Mm-hmm. Like I have all these apps that like help me find hashtags so I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that help me post and have time release things. Um, and yeah, because no, you you shouldn't be posting every single day. Mm-hmm. Like don't mm-hmm. be a slave to your social media. Yeah. Be present. Yes. But um be radically in the now. Mm. But uh yeah. Make the robots work for you. Don't mm. work for them. Right, right. That's good advice. Do you yeah. hear that, everybody? You listen and hear us now. Let's go back. Let's go back a little bit of time to Portland. Um I wanna reverse engineer the conclusion of this interview. Which is going to be the conclusion is that you're working full time in your art, and you primarily uh, label magic as your art. Mm-hmm. So what we're, that's where we want to end up is how the hell you get that done? Because yes. I know very little about uh, navigating the world of magic, um, and I barely know enough about navigating the world of freelance artwork in Los Angeles. Right. So let's go back. <coughs> I have <laughs> choked you with my question already. Yeah, you. you are asphyxiating. I'm the one You're making who, her sick. Holy cow, Swinky. So, Who's the one who has to get to the point? Um, so let's go back to high school. Let's go back to graduating early. Uh, how how long ago do you start playing with the the sponge balls and the deck of cards and stuff like that? And when does it when does it really like start to take form as this is what I should be doing? So honestly, I was not. Um, one of those magicians that started doing magic when they were a child. Mm. Um, I did, (coughs) sorry, Mm. I did watch a lot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm -hmm. And uh, for a while I was Wiccan because I wanted to make my Catholic mom angry. Mm. Uh, And I was a very angsty child. Mm. Uh, And I bought like salt and I did rituals and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a witch Mm. (laughs) when I was like in high school. Mm. (laughs) And I was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show and I was doing theater. Who were you in Rocky Horror? Um, I was uh, transvestite, like the ensemble. And then Uh I was Rocky. Um, They had, you could be different genders and characters because that's what it's about, right? Yeah. yeah, Uh, yeah. And then I was Janet for a bit. Excellent. Yeah. Between the three of those, which one do you think was the best fit for you? I like Janet the best. No kidding. She's the star. (laughs) (laughs) I love Susan Sarandon. Is she the best? I love her too. Hi, Miss Susan. (laughs) (laughs) So you were in theater. What other plays did you do? Um, well, I had an internship at the Northwest Children's Theater while I was in high school, so I taught children theater and, um... Were they doing Rocky Horror? No, gosh, no. Oh. Uh, that was uh, at a local community theater called the Clinton Street Theater. Clinton I Street would, Cabaret. I would love to see an eight-year-old 
performance <gasps> of Rocky. I Horror. would too, and it would be really cute. And it I would actually be adorable. I feel like Rocky was a really good environment for me to grow up in as like a in high school because it, I learned a lot about like consent and my sexuality and I mean people are and I I wasn't ashamed of my body or those things like especially coming from a Catholic upbringing and a super mm-hmm. religious upbringing I know a lot of people that have weird relationships with their sexuality and their yeah. bodies and yeah. like. Uh, just stuff like that. And I feel like I'm more mature in a lot of areas in a positive way because I grew up in this like kind of community that raised me like that. The Rocky Horror Picture Show cast kind of raised me as a Mm. high schooler to um, have the beliefs I do now about those things and be open-minded and stuff. Mm. That makes sense. But, oh, anyway, so I did a lot of theater. Um, There's there's no but anyway when we talk about discovering your own sexuality in the Rocky (laughs) Horror community. yeah. (laughs) That raised you. Yeah. So I imagine in your Catholic home you never, ever, ever talked about sexuality with your parents. No, not Mm. not that much. I think I came to my mom when I was like 17 and I was like, Mm. by the way, I have a boyfriend and I'm on birth control. And my mom Mm. was like, what? I didn't, we didn't even have the talk. Yeah. But I was like, no, it's I already got it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> Really, I mean, it, I was mm. I've always been really independent. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go figure this out mm. <laughs> um, on your own. But uh, why are we talking about this? I don't know. No, oh, hey, it's fine. Whatever you're comfortable with. This is your show. Oh, mm. I've, I'm I don't have any things that are off boundaries mostly. But mm. uh, so anyway, I did that. I did theater, and then I graduated early. I moved to San Francisco to be with my boyfriend, mm. who mm-hmm. was going to Berkeley to go to college. Mm. And uh, I was like 17 when I moved there. Um, worked a bunch of minimum wage jobs to pay rent and stuff. Um, I've always been really independent. And then when I was 18, I started, I went to clown school because I went to the, I met this girl in this theater show I was in who was really funny. Her name was Edna. Mm. And I was the lead in it. And she was like a secondary character, but she always got way more laughs than me. And she was so freaking good at character work. Mm. And I was like, why are you so funny? Mm. And she was like, I went to clown school. And I thought, oh my gosh, really? You can go to clown school? Like, what? Mm. So I went to clown school and I met mm. this guy there who was Spider-Man at children's parties. Mm-hmm. And he made like $40 an hour being Spider-Man. Mm. And I thought like, no way. Not only can I go to clown school, but I could also be Spider-Man as a job mm. and make 40 an hour. Yeah. Which is insane Which when is you're insane making 10. Which is when you're an actor. Mm. Yeah, yeah. When, like I was working at GameStop making $8 an hour. So yeah. I was like, yeah. what? Mm. Uh, so I started working for that company. I quickly found out that girls can't be Spider-Man. Mm. Oh, so I had to be a princess. Now, this is a question. Was it generic princess or was it Disney princess? Or? It was non-copyrighted Snow Ice Queen or Sleeping oh, okay. Princess. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> because of Disney. <laughs> so, if that makes sense. Oh, it does. Snow Ice Queen and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, um, okay. Frog kissing New yeah. Orleans princess. I don't know. <laughs> Well, that one, I wasn't that one. I yeah. couldn't play that one. No. <laughs> you probably couldn't pull it. You could pull it off if you had the whole, like, an out- outfit. No, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. the frog princess uh, no, okay. would not. There's no <laughs> you, you There's could, no makeup that she could put no, on. I'm that saying, would, you know those outfits? It's like Spider-Man. That's a whole different politically correct. You know, yeah. Listen, no, if, you, if you're Spider- You don't know who's under the Spider-Man costume. Like, if it's, if it's just the, yeah, no, the we're not talking about frog. We're talking about frog princess. Yeah, but if she's covered, completely covered, you won't know. You'd just be like, oh, female outline, Finished. You won't be like, but you she's freaking. Need I direct you to her physique? <laughs> okay, fine. She does not pass for Peter Parker. 
I'm sorry. I didn't want to say it on the air. I'm just, all right. Okay. Sorry. I mean, I could go, oh, I'm Spider-Man. No. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I'll take it back. No, no, no. I couldn't. Um, So I had to be a princess. Um, (laughs) It was really fun. And they taught me like two, it was like one of these companies that it's almost like the children's factory or no not children like factory of children's parties like uh, they hire people they pay them very little like 30 to 40 an hour is actually really little when you think about an hour of driving there each way that's actually three hours work plus the costume and the makeup like Mm. there's a lot that goes into doing these events that people don't realize so it's like oh I'm making 40 an hour then you're like oh wait I put five hours into this gig Mm. yep yep so I actually made $8 an hour and also gas. And then also all these expensive magic props and all this stuff. Um, So they kind of uh, paid me very little and um, they taught me like two tricks and like Mm. three face paint designs, Mm. sent me some YouTube videos of balloon animals to learn on my own and kind of like, just like threw you in the deep end. And Mm -hmm. my first few children's parties were just awful. Mm. I always was like going over because I couldn't paint 20 faces in 20 minutes fast yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, and Were the, the parents co- complaining or was it like... Yeah, it I guess sometimes I'm sure, it, they would, we, I'm sure it was good enough. Um, I would always stay over because okay. I don't want to be that Cinderella, non-copyrighted Cinderella yeah, that... Yeah. Um, that paints all 29 kids' faces except for that 30th kid because they're not paying me for that extra hour. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but, and then this company would always hire me for all these things that like I could not physically do in that amount of time. Yeah. Uh, which is right now when I book people, I make sure like if parents are like, well, we have 30 kids. Can you do magic and face painting in an hour? Mm. I'm like, um, it takes three to four minutes for each face paint designs times 30 kids. Like that's physically impossible. Yeah. You're going to have to buy more time. Mm. And they don't like hearing that, but I don't want to like put the people that work for me in this situation yeah. where they're having, they're like a Lucille ball type situation where they're like, I have to do all these things. Yeah. And yeah. Just line them up and <laughs> yeah, which, draw one line across all 30 of their faces. (laughs) Yeah, so... Change colors. (laughs) Yeah, so I try to avoid that, and um, that's kind of how I started. And then I was like, well, this is kind of terrible, and this company isn't very good to work for. And I realized, I saw Groupon, they were charging like 300 for an hour and then paying us 40 bucks Mm -hmm. to actually do it in several hours of work. Mm -hmm. So um, I stopped working for that company, um, and, and then one time they wanted me to drive to Sacramento two hours without any travel payment and I was like no this yeah. is like abusive mm. uh, so I quit working for that company started like working on my own bought my own supplies and costumes mm. and magic and face painting and balloon twisting and just got like really into it and started going to face painting conventions and balloon conventions and then hold up magic. Stop. rewind face painting conventions yeah the face and body art international convention in Florida is like really big and mm. oh, it's so cool anyway wow. there's a lot of nerdy things I'm into so yeah. <laughs> What is the nerdiest? What is the single most nerdy thing that you did the deep dive into in your life? Well, I've seen every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer 10 times. That's a lot of times, and that's a lot of episodes. And I have, like, three cosplays of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I went to Whedon Con, which is Joss Whedon Con, because he does Buffy and Firefly. And So let's say if I'm going to choose, like, the nerdiest nerd thing, um, probably that stuff. All right. The sci-fi and the... Two follow-up questions. <laughs> You've seen every episode ten times. Question one, which is the best, and question two, which is your favorite? What? Have you seen um, Buffy? Yeah. Okay, I really, this is such a basic answer everyone says, but I love the musical episode, of course. Okay. Once more with feeling, I know all yeah. the words to all the songs. <laughs> I'm also a huge musical nerd. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and Hush with the gentleman. Okay, there it is. I, that's the, 
Those are the top two yeah, basic, but everyone it. loves that's, those two. But there's a reason they're so well they're loved. So, I mean, I love everything Joss Whedon touches. Like, mm. he uh, he directed an episode of The Office that was amazing. Wait, which one did you direct? There was a bat in The Office. It was a yes, Halloween episode, yes, yes, and they yes, couldn't yes, yes, find yes, it, and Dwight yes. was, like, so upset about it. Mm. And that was amazing. I love The Office, but yes. I was like, oh, like, you can tell when writing is Joss Whedon writing. Mm. And, mm-hmm. um, like, Avengers, like, have you seen Avengers? Absolutely. One of my favorite... One of my favorite Joss Whedon lines of all time is in uh, Age of Ultron when he says, this feels wrong, which is like the best first sentence for an artificial intelligence to say when it comes to life. Ah! It was just perfect. I know that movie gets like, it's not, you know, people say that's not his best work on the Avengers series, but mm. that one line is just enough for me. That's all I need. Yeah. What's your favorite Joss Whedon project, Swinky? Ah, a couple of times he ended up on... The Big Bang Theory. And Ooh. that's when I saw him. Wait, and as an actor like, or as a writer? As an actor. Because, um, yeah, because, uh, <gasps> oh, what's you, his I name? I think Sheldon? you mean Jed Whedon. That's someone else? Because I think you mean the guy who's in Star Trek. Really? Not Jed Whedon. Whedon. What's his name? Will, Will Whedon. Whedon. <laughs> I just messed with his name. Okay, sorry. No, I, I, you mean no, Will I don't know him. <laughs> oh, well. Star Trek. Yeah. So as you can tell, I have uh, almost no She's no not a pop culture. Pop culture. Where yeah. were okay, we? It's like useless information. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It's totally, totally. I don't know any of these people, but you know, I'm, I'm really happy for them. <laughs> and people know them, and that's good. Will Wheaton, that's the one. Sorry. Yes. He's a cutie. Anyway, uh, you're getting a, you're getting your balloon animals. You're getting your face paint. You're, you're Magic. Just, How about that? Well, you're how starting did you, to build your own business. How'd you come up with capital to buy all those things on by yourself? Um, well, from doing parties, you mm. know, and it, it is an investment, you yeah, know, like, uh, probably like a couple hundred to get mm. face painting and balloons. Mm. Um, the children's magic stuff I started doing wasn't mm. that expensive, mm-hmm. like co- magical coloring book, change bags, some silks. It's like, you know, a mm. hundred bucks mm-hmm. or something, yeah. um, for that. Uh, but like in one party you can charge like 200, yeah, you know, so it really back. does pay yeah. for itself. Um, and I mean, now I have like this fancy face painting cart called a craft and go that's like $600 mm-hmm. and all my face paints are held on it by magnets. Now mm-hmm. I like, cause I've gotten super nerdy and into these things. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, like you have to get the $20 Mark Reed brushes because they're weighted a certain way yeah. so you can control them on the child's face better. Yeah, And like yeah. you get into these things you and you want, get nerdy You don't want your wrist them. cramped up. You don't want yeah. fatigue or... <laughs> All right, sorry, I interrupted, but I wanted to know. It's funny. I actually really love. Figured it out. Mm. Well, I, I I love getting into things. I love going to conventions, magic conventions, face painting. I, I'm a big swing dancer. I used to swing dance competitively, and I just love going to festivals and conventions mm. because you get to see all these people that are like obsessed with this thing and are mm-hmm. passionate about it. I yeah. love seeing people be passionate about something, and you can learn so much about a thing really, really quickly by going and just being immersed in it. Um, like a chunk of time. So yeah, I did that. But I just really started to like, like magic. And I realized that, um, unlike face painting, balloons, acting, other stuff, um, with magic, I can write my own scripts and create my own story Mm -hmm. and tell my own jokes and be my own, you know, person. I don't know if that makes sense. You know, when you're an actor, you're being someone's puppet in a way. And I freaking love puppets, but I didn't want to be one. Mm, Right. (laughs) I really love puppets. Mm -mm. Um, Is this a metaphor or? No, I really do. I have this. You can't see because we're on the podcast. But I carry this in my purse at all times. Hello, I'm a puppet. 
I don't know. It's, it's a puppet, guys. If you're listening to this show and you can't see, it's a puppet. And he's yellow. Um, <laughs> yellow. See, Swink even confirmed it's a puppet. Mm-hmm. He's adorable. I just love silly. You melted my da- my wife's heart with that. Yeah. Puppet. Did you almost say daughter? My darling wife. <laughs> oh, but I didn't want, okay. I didn't want to waste their time like rubbing it in. How great you okay. are. Oh, that's sweet. And so I I stopped halfway through. Anyway. I I love that for my job I can write off glitter and puppets on my taxes. Yes. It's excellent. I yes. love doing magic and performing for children and adults. Mm. Here's something I learned recently. <laughs> glitter manufacturers do not disclose who is the biggest purchaser of glitter in America. They don't? No, it's a it's a very well-kept industry secret and the uh, the what is not ruling theory, what do they call it? The 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 reigning wisdom or conventional wisdom or whatever mm. is that it is the military using it to scramble satellites or scramble radars and stuff like that that uh, glitter and confetti. Ah. So the the biggest purchaser, possibly of glitter, glitter is the military. Yes. That's why I use it so mm. that the aliens can't find me with their satellites. We all, <laughs> we all just want to be like a little bit of. If we can all be a little bit more like the military, mm-hmm. you do it by. Purchasing glitter. Yeah. <laughs> Swinky does it by owning a submarine. Mm-hmm. I, I have one. What is the, where are we going? We're going. Wait. Oh, you want a submarine? No, anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Where are we going in the submarine? No. Yes. Where, where do you want to go? Let's get back to that LSD. In the submarine. Then we have a bell. We have a bell. All you have to do is ring the bell. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, so you're you're are you are you in Los Angeles yet, or are you still in San Francisco? In the story, when, um, yeah, still like, in San Francisco. Okay. So I started doing that. Um, I worked for a bunch of different agents, um, which agents with magic and event work is different than agents in acting. You don't you're not in a committed monogamous relationship with one where mm-hmm. they get twenty percent of your money. Mm-hmm. There's just like event planners and agents. They contact you with their booking companies or event companies, and they're like, "Hey, we need a magician. Like, how much are you?" Mm-hmm. And if you're good at schmoozing and networking and maintaining relationships, then you can work with these agents. Um, if you offer something. Like I also do stilt walking and juggling and face painting and balloons and stuff, mm. um, as well as magic. You know, let's mm. say I would charge like 300 for an hour of magic directly right. to the client mm-hmm. for the wedding or corporate event. Like if Google wants to hire me for their holiday party. Mm. Um, but if an agent is doing all the lame, not fun business stuff, like talking to them on the phone, sending them photos of me, pitching me, as well as a bunch of other things that fit their theme. Like if they are doing a 20s theme, they want chorus girls, they want flappers, tilt walkers. They want all these yeah. things. Mm. They'll pitch me and I'll give the agent like a lower rate, like say 200 or 150 mm. so that they can then talk to the client and charge 300 or 400 and make something off booking yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and mm. so it's not like a set amount, like 20%. It just depends on the agent. And like, if you're a magician, you'll know that some agents, like I worked with some agents in Vegas. I'm not mm. going to say their names, yeah. but I talked to some friends and I was like, you know, this is a really low rate. They're trying to get me to do it for this. Mm. And I've had magician friends go, Ugh, never work for such and such production company. Right. They, yeah, will yeah. undercut you and um, overcharge the client. Mm. And so in some ways, these agents are unnecessary middlemen, mm. but I I don't like the business part that much. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. prefer working with them. I think they do a great service and I'd rather make slightly less mm. and have these consistent gigs and just deal with them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And then there's a lot of things you learn as you're working with agents, like don't pass out your own business cards. Mm. And there's some people that have done that. When you're on location. Yeah, Yeah, because they don't realize if you're the one booking yourself out for the event, great pass out business cards. Mm. Um, But if you worked for that agency, you need to pass out their event business card. And Mm. if you really, really want them to know that it was you at the event, you can always write down Katrina the Magician or Jesse the Podcast 
guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing a that. lot of corporate events, walking around with two mics and a Zoom, <laughs> <laughs> interviewing people the on the way to the bathroom. That's, like, that's how they are in, in Japan, too. Like, you, you never, ever pass out your own business card if you've been booked by an agent on a gig. Yeah, which yeah. you would think mm. would make sense. But, you know, mm. there's a lot of... I remember when I was a bright-eyed 18-year-old princess mm. and I didn't <laughs> know all these little etiquette things you don't think about. But mm. I have heard people like magicians... Um, I'm not going to say names. I heard this other female magician in LA was blackballed mm. by this one guy who does a mm. lot of stuff. Because mm. he's like, yeah, the client, I've been loyal to him for like 20 years. Yeah. And uh, he's known me for so long. And she, we booked her for this one thing. She mm. kept handing out business cards. And he didn't mm. even talk to her about it. He wasn't like, hey, don't do that. He was just like, you're dropped. You should know better. Whoa. So um, there's all these things you have to like think of. So a lot of my work used to be agent work and I'm still working on that. Mm. I've noticed um, in San Francisco, it's a little more incestuous. Like mm. all the companies I worked for there, mm. I book them out. They book me out. We're mm. friends. Mm. We, they know to not pass out their cards. Mm. Um, they're cool with me booking out other people. I mean, mm. I don't really do it as a main source of income with my company. I do it mm. if I'm busy. So mm. like I'm busy this fr- Saturday. Mm. That's why I'm booking someone else out on the gig. I don't mm. want to decline the gig mm. yeah, when yeah, I could yeah. be the agent and book it and make 50 bucks or something off yeah, of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but when I moved to L.A., I kind of did that thing. I sent out my PDF. I have all my performance offerings, like um, here's my normal rate. These are my agent rates that are discounted, so you can make something off me. Um, still walking, da-da-da, my minimums, my locations, mm. um, travel fees, things like that. I have a whole PDF, photos, yeah, pictures, yeah, selling yeah. points, mm. so that if they're on the phone with clients, they can remember stuff. Mm. That's a really good thing to have. I think if you're trying to do gig work, if you do any of that stuff, is have like just a PDF of your performance offerings, so you mm. can just send the link to people mm-hmm. and not have to like explain and then they can always have that as a reference mm-hmm. um so is this like halfway between a, a, a resume and a menu kind of thing yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah and like just selling points like i know that when i'm an agent like mm-hmm. i i don't know all the people that i'm booking out and i'm like oh yeah jessica um she's a body painter and has been body painting for 10 years but then also hand makes her own costumes mm-hmm. not all the girls hand make their own costumes yeah. right oh. Um, or like, oh yeah, Aaron's really good at Spider-Man and he went to clown school. Like there's little selling points. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That they can bark into the phone and make it, make the sale. Yeah. The, yeah. Easier, so more mm. readily discuss their, yeah. their product. So, so after mm. we get off, oh. we got to get you started on your resume menu. <laughs> and learn how to walk on stilts. Yeah. Yeah. If we, yeah. <laughs> I'm That's a little silly. disappointed. You're here the, over two months Excuse and you me. still can't stilt walk in LA, darling. <laughs> Well, no, men I'm, like a woman with long legs. Mm, yeah. Ooh, I just need to put my pants over it or a dress and the high heels on the stilts. Yep, yeah. yeah, I want to see still walking in high heels. <laughs> That's very silly. It'd be fun to watch. You'd fall. I'm, I'm more interested in hearing more about, about Katrina. Well, then, as co-host, have why people, don't you ask uh, pointed questions to our guest? Have, have you ever introduced yourself and people are like, oh, you, so you're like that hurricane? Yes, all the time. <laughs> really? <laughs> you bumped me off the mic for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to, I Let's really dig into that. Mm, no. <laughs> no. I won't do that to you. Don't so worry. So you get out to L.A. What, what, how does the agency feel different here than it is in San Francisco? Like, what Does it all work out perfectly as you expect? Or what, what did you pick up when you got here? So I actually, I'm not going to name names. I don't mm. want to gossip or... Mm 
I don't want to know think, if I can I say think, shit, but like I don't want to shit talk. No, um, no. But there are some companies, I won't say their names, that I've reached out to and been like, hey, here's my performance offerings. Here's what I've done. Here's a list of references of mm. agents and companies what I've like worked with. What I'd like to do with. is, uh, several times and you said I'm not going to name names. At the end of this episode, <laughs> I want you to name every name and Just, people no, have no, to no. guess who Go is associated with which... Oh, <laughs> um, anyway. And if anybody no. guesses all of them correctly, Good. then they win a prize. Uh, I don't want to make these people my enemy. No, uh, no, no, no. But And I, I remember messaging them, and I have mm. friends that book out other people right. that mm. have booked me out mm. that were like, we need a still walker for this, and you should contact them. So it's like, hey, I really want to work with you guys. Here's all my stuff. Mm. And they got back to me, and they said, oh, you, we see that you run Katrina's party characters, and you're going to be our competition. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I don't really personally book other people for corporate events. I mm. mean, book other people out for children's parties like mm-hmm. to be princesses mm-hmm. so I was I was thinking like you know you're like doing these giant giant corporate events I just want to be one person you hire and like yeah and I've been doing this for a long time I know the etiquette to not pass out my own business cards and steal yeah, clients yeah. like mm-hmm. don't bite the hand that feeds you mm-hmm. um, but they said well we've had people in the past just steal clients from us and like if they ever have booked anyone else ever so we don't do that we don't like we don't book out new people you're a competition like leave slow and go away did it did you ever make peace with them or was it you've got your business <laughs> hiring me because like Mm -hmm. you know I know that I have value and I'll just go to another agency and work with them Um, but uh, but yeah I did see them I did a gig at Houdini Mansion Mm -hmm. uh, for a charity thing and we were still walking and doing magic Um, they hired me and another magician at the Mm -hmm. time and uh, I saw them and I just was very polite I acted like it hadn't happened I didn't act like I was that person Mm -hmm. Um, I went right up to the lady who runs the company the wife and the husband and I was like hey it's so nice to meet you. I've actually heard of you guys. My friend such and such works with you. It's so cool we're doing this event together. Here's my card if you ever need a female magician. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, they actually did ask us about a female magician, but we didn't know anyone. So I'm really glad you gave us your card. We can, and I was like, yeah, you know, I hate doing the business part. Like I love working with agents. Mm -hmm. Like, and I would much rather you do that not fun parts so mm. that I can mm-hmm. do the fun magic Going, part. Right. Uh, so here's my card. And I just did not bring it up at all. The Facebook conversation yeah, yeah, and email that yeah. we'd had. Mm. Um, and they, I do not think they knew who I was at all. Mm. They have not called me back since, but they were like, oh yeah, if we do get a specific request for like a 1920s flapper magician, perfect. Mm. Mm. So, um, I don't know. We'll see how that goes, but that's kind of what you got to do. You can't yeah, like yeah. make enemies, right. but I was take totally taken aback. I was like, really? Like, you don't even remember me. Well, no, I was taken aback that they were so like, it's our turf. Yeah. And I had another princess. It's a pretty competitive town, it's though. Competitive. Like, it's cutthroat. Way more competitive here. than San Francisco. Gosh, even the magicians have competition. Very much, yeah. yeah. No, I like to call LA Magic High School because mm. it's a very small, gossipy community. But it's also friendly. Like, we all mm. help each other get gigs and work mm-hmm. together and... Mm. Yeah. Uh, but there aren't many female magicians, are there? No. You're outnumbered, right? Sort of. But yeah, yeah, but it's great. Mm. We're tokens. Mm. Right. I'm going to ride that token wave as long yeah. as I can. I'm <laughs> yeah. not ashamed of it. Before Women other power. people clue into it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and be like, oh, I can be a magician too. <laughs> There's a market for it. Wow. You handled it very deftly. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sweet, you're just in like nice saying things mode yeah, today. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty chill. This is. It feels some, good. Some guests she really grills. Well, oh yeah, I, I might talk too much too. No, no, no. I think no. she's a little smitten. No, I'm. Yeah, and you're wearing that lovely red dress, and you're also a burlesque. I mean, a, you're a burlesque dancer too, right? Yeah. And I've been going to more burlesque shows because um, Jesse has many friends who 
and in the community. Yes. So I've been seeing them and just seeing these women and men, right? There are a couple of men yeah, yeah, on are. stage who are just so free and they don't give a hoot what you think about their bodies. They're going to have a good time. And I recently learned that burlesque is actually from an Italian word, burla, which is to joke, to make fun I of. I love that. Yeah, to parody. So burlesquers are really just comedians, but they're using their bodies as the tool. And I think that's very entrancing. Yeah. So when you walked in and I saw you in your red dress, I was like, uh, this is cool. Uh. <laughs> I admire people who are very free. So then I have sense. to ask you a question. Yeah. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what would you say to someone who leans conservative, yeah. like my wife, who's is curious, sniffing out the world of burlesque and wondering how she fits in? Yeah. Um, I would say you should try it. It's mm-hmm. definitely a money-sucking hobby. Mm. It's not something you do as a job. <laughs> yeah, I've um, mm. I've made that mistake. Mm. And like, I mean, so all my friends that do it hardcore full-time mm. are constantly traveling to burlesque festivals on their own dime, and mm. those festivals are often not paying very well, mm. and they're competing in contests. And um, because burlesque is kind of like a hobby that people do to feel good about their bodies mm-hmm. and have fun, mm. you know, some like a lot of my burlesque friends in San Francisco, it's their hobby. Like they're like, I'm a baker dur- banker during the day, mm. but at night I'm fun and I feel good about my body. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I would say it is a money sucking hobby, but mm-hmm. it's really, really fun. Um, it's silly. If you like performing, I recommend it. Um, it's the kind of thing where you'll spend like... $500 on burlesque fans, the mm. cheapest pair you can find, and then you'll spend $200 on Swarovski crystals, and then mm. you'll spend 10 hours watching Netflix, which is fun, mm. and hot gluing <laughs> the crystals onto the fans. Mm. And so then after that, you'll have like these really expensive fans, and then you'll go to a gig, and you'll mm. be like, this is a thing. I choreographed, I have all these things, and they're fancy and expensive, mm. and I spent all this time and thought on this. Mm. And they'll be like, cool, here's $25 so that you get to be exposed, like have exposure at our event. And mm. I've also noticed in LA, because mm. this is the same with corporate events, burlesque, children's parties, private parties, mm. all sorts of artwork mm. um, and live performance work. So many people want to pay you in exposure, way more than in San Francisco, um, the things are like half the price they are here. Like mm. still walking, I could get 200 an hour for in San Francisco. Mm. And here it's like a hundred in LA. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of people that are like, Oh, want to just come to burlesque for free so you can feel good about your body. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, I'll just like sit at home and eat ice cream and feel good about my body yeah, and right, save right. some money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, mm. I do love, I do love LA. One of my favorite groups to work with is the Dollface Dames. Mm. Shot um, their shows before. Oh yeah. But I do love Dollface Dames and I love, um, I I think it's at the Copper Door. It's in Orange County. And mm. uh, her name's Nikki and she runs it. And that's a really good show. I wish I could remember the name of it. But there's some really good burlesque here and there that's fun to do. But it's definitely more of a hobby for me. Mm. I would say you should definitely get into it if you want to. Mm. Um, be prepared to spend a lot of money. Yeah, okay. And not make any money. Whoa. All right. Go to a class. We'll go it's to a class. Not, anyway. It's, go it's to a not class. a job. Class. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. a job. It's for yeah. It's for a class. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's fun. It's all fun though. Yeah. So let, I'm actually selling some stuff you want to buy. <laughs> I have six hundred dollar fans. I have no use for them. I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> that was very good. A very good callback. But you made them with Swarovski diamonds. I did. Those, wow. Yeah, I had to hot glue them. You are really into it. I'm gonna take a look at the fans. Okay. I wanna see I'll them. I'll send you some pictures. Okay. 
Okay. We can do a bit of the show kind of whispering if you guys want. I just, I like little, whispering. For, it's whisper. good for comedic effect. Yeah, but we, let's see. If you do the whole show like this, oh. people are going to tune out. Well, okay, let's drill down into magic for a minute. Is that okay? Okay. I feel, I feel that, though. I feel I feel the tuning out because I'm in traffic and I listen a lot, so maybe we should talk oh, at a okay. normal volume. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's <laughs> drill down to magic, shall we? Yeah. Um, let's do this. Normal what, volume. What, what do you specialize in the world of magic? It's something that I flirt with a lot, but I've never dated. Mm-hmm. Um, like what do you what are you in what so what are you into girl? Uh, no, like are you cards? Are you close up? Are you stage effects? Like what 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 area do you shine in? Um, so I started doing like parlor sized children's magic. So um, if you've ever been to the Magic Castle, right? You have. We have. You not. have not. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you a little bit about it and how it has to do with categories of magic. Mm. So there's different rooms at the Magic Castle, like different types of magic. There's like parlor-sized magic, which is like street performing. Mm. It's for like maybe 50 or 100 people. It's not close-up magic, but it's definitely not like a big grand illusion stage Mm -hmm. David Copperfield type magic. Mm. So they have a parlor room at the Magic Castle, and that's also a category of magic. So if you go on magic websites and you're like, hmm, what venue am I in? Ooh, there's parlor-sized magic. You can think of that as like the medium of magic. Mm. Um, And then there's close-up magic, which there's a close-up room at the castle, and they have you know probably like 30 or 40 seats at most and it's very intimate and mm-hmm. um that's also what i would consider like walk around strolling magic if you're at an event and a magician comes up mm-hmm. and does a trick for you and like the five people in your group that would be walk around strolling magic mm-hmm. um and then there's like uh theater magic right like big big theater at in the magic castle they have um a room called the Palace Theater. And that's where big names come if they're there, like Piff the Magic Dragon or Penn and Teller or... Um, I love that Piff is a big too. name. Me too, I like Piff. I love Piff too. <laughs> He's awesome. Mm. Such a good show. Uh, anyway, please continue. Yeah. It's just, I didn't, when I Those first saw him perform, I wasn't like, this guy's gonna be big. This is gonna be a name in magic. Yeah. Because it was so unique. Like his, his stage persona is so singular. There's no real precedent for that thing that he does. So I'm, I'm just overjoyed that he's he's booking that large. Please continue. I won't interrupt again. I get excited about this I stuff soon. He really loves magic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I specialize. I did like parlor sized magic for children. I have done magic shows for like 200 kids before at like summer mm-hmm. camps and day camps. I have a speaker system I bring, so I can handle that big of an audience. Mm-hmm. I actually prefer larger audiences because my show is really interactive for the kids. Like I'm getting them to shout out, and mm-hmm. um, I do a lot of psychological things where I will say, "Oh, but you wouldn't do that," and then I like. Like kind of make them do the thing I'm telling them to not do. Yeah. And kids love feeling like they're like laughing at the magician or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or like subverting oh. the system. Exactly. Yep, yep, so yep, I'm yep. like, don't erase the coloring book. And then they do. And then, you mm. know, it's fun. I'm like, no, stop it. And I get to use my yeah. clown school to like freak out, run around, fall on the ground, screaming. Mm. I'm like, no, stop it. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like, okay, let's see if we erased it. And then of course they did. Mm. But um, so I, I like bigger audiences because if you have like three kids and you're like, don't do that they're kind of like okay then we won't yeah i guess everyone's Um, watching us yep yeah (laughs) but if there's like a big group of them you know and so it's more fun and interactive the larger the audience um so i do that and then i started about like three years ago getting into like close-up magic and i did it for fun um Two years ago, I took all the classes at the Magic Castle, all the close-up magic and all the classes they have. They have like six levels of classes um, and learned so much. And then uh, I just, I did children's party magic for like 
I guess like seven years now mm. um, in San Francisco and then here uh, and booking myself out with, with my website. There's also some websites I use because I want to give people information about yeah, it, right? Yeah. Um, I talked a little bit about working with agents. Yep, yep, um, yep. And by the way, a good way to find agents is you can go, you can Google just like event, event company, weddings, children's parties, Los mm. Angeles. Mm. And then pretty much the first 20 websites that come up, you can go look at their contact info and be like, hey, this is what I offer. Um, this is my rate. Um, maybe do some research with people in the area and see what their rate is. Mm. Uh, and then um, usually a few of those people will get back to you. So it's just mm. kind of like mass emailing. Mm. That's how to get connected with agents. Where have we heard mm. that before, Swanky? Oh, we've heard it several times. From yeah. Oh, she's just yeah, getting here good. trying to figure out how to get an agent, how to get her name. Well, that's out, acting, but yeah. Yes. But it's still just like Similar. a mass email and you bite onto the replies as much as you can. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And, um, you know, so that's cool. And oh, so then another way to book yourself, though, is you could use websites like Thumbtack, Gig Salad or Gig Masters. They're kind of an unnecessary middleman. They're these million dollar companies that someone was like, I'm going to make this booking system and mm. then I'm going to spend millions of dollars on Google Ads and SEO yeah. so that anytime yep. anyone looks up local magician in L.A., Gig Salad comes up before any magicians come up. Aww. And then like the parent clicks on them and they're mm. like, I want this. And then like. 30 magicians will aggressively bid the lowest they can against oh, each other to get yeah, this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I I don't know if the thousand people listening could listen to this. Don't use those sites. They're bad. Yeah. Um, if you're booking things, mm-hmm. if you're one of the people being booked, you kind of have to use those sites at mm-hmm. least to get started right. in a city um, because you can go to those. You can pass out your card to like everyone there. And if you do a really, really good job mm-hmm. off that booking, um, then you can get more bookings. So Gig Salad and Gig Masters is a really good way to get events and get experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, I've heard people charging really low. It's That's kind of, bad. That's bad it's not good. They make market. this, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they take like half the money. Uh, also like Groupon, like I have a Groupon, it's for like $300. Mm-hmm. Groupon takes 200 of that if you book me. Um, because yeah, they take like half the money and half of half the money because mm-hmm. it's a 50% Anyway, it's just yeah, like yeah. really no, no. It's those websites are mostly killing. just like a you know they're just an the unnecessary middleman, yeah. The, the and then the mm. client is paying more than if they book directly because a yeah. lot of times there's fees to use their site and their yeah. payment system. That's and then there's also a, pe- a fee it, for me to use yep, it. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. fees on both ends. Like it's, it's genius. incredible mm. for, on their end. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, it's genius. I wish I'd come up with this because to have a business that just sits there and both the product and the client pay you to be in it's genius. It's like it's like beauty salon in a way because the hairstylists pay to rent the space mm, and then yep. people come and use the hairstylist or like um, strip clubs like they have a fee they pay like 100 bucks to come in yep. and uh, then people pay to get the dances and then they, it's crazy yep, they, yep. my There's dream for everything. my mm. dream would be to someday this is like the entrepreneur in me find some sort of evil system mm. like that mm. that to, makes to everyone it? involved yeah, pay except something you. yeah exactly mm, mm, mm. A middle middleman, so yeah. you will be the aggregate for all <laughs> yeah. these sites that soak up all the low budget people who are just trying to get started. Yeah. So, well, and it's yeah. No. Anyway, so that's what I'd recommend, though. I hate it, but it is yeah. a necessary evil. Yeah. Um, Listen, mag- magicians, this is good advice. This is very good advice for performing. Okay, so we call you a magician because that's where where most of your income comes from. Yeah. What's number two? What What's after that? What um, you get? How do you how do you make a 
living out here in Los Angeles? So my main source of income, like 80%, mm. is like doing magic for children's mm. parties. Mm -hmm. um, and I've really tried to lean into that. And mm. then the other stuff is kind of like randomly mixed in. Mm. Like, um, And I get it from doing that. Like I have a face paint gig. It's like a thousand dollar gig, mm. like for five hours or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, November 2nd. Um, and then I'll have like a stilt walking gig that's yeah. like 800 for Halloween or something here and there. I'll do things that are random gigs. But um, I wouldn't say there was a big second runner up. It's yeah. just kind of like I have all these things right. I juggle. So you're really yeah. focused um, on this one thing and you just chased it down. Yeah, magic is mm. my passion. I really, mm. really love it. I like face painting and balloons and stilt walking and all that other stuff. But I just love the theater of magic. I mm. love writing an original script for a trick and mm. getting my laughs, getting jokes. Yeah, yeah Like I yeah. also love stand up. Like uh, there's so many things that when I was younger, I got into, right? Mm -hmm. I did theater. I did all these things. I did event yeah. work and magic and dancing. Mm. Uh, or not magic. I did improv. I've taken all of Groundlings and Second City and mm -hmm. um, just and storytelling and stand up and all that stuff. And then I was like, well, what am I going to do with all this random stuff? Mm -hmm. I went to clown school and then I realized like magic is something that could really be enhanced by all those skills. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of magicians that aren't good at that stuff that do magic mm -hmm. and will just take someone else's script or someone else's trick. Cause it's what's weird about magic. That's different than other art forms like mm -hmm. stand up, mm -hmm. is you can just like, not steal, but you can just like buy someone's script and trick for like 30 bucks and then do it exactly like they do it and say mm. that it's yours. Um, and it's not like stand up where you say a joke and someone's like, that was their thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But as long as something's published, you can do it. So there's a lot of magicians out there that are just, especially a lot of male magicians that are mm. just like copies of other magicians. Mm. And um, and there's some really amazing people that aren't like Piff, yeah, or yeah. I think we were talking about Hannibal earlier, yeah, or yeah. like Zabraki, or I don't know if you know Zabraki, he's really good. But there's a lot, like plenty of amazing ones. And mm. But there's also a lot of copies. And I, I don't even understand why people do that. Because my favorite thing about magic mm. is having my own script and having people laugh at my jokes yeah. and my theater yeah. and mm -hmm. coming into this world that I've created. Mm -hmm. So my favorite thing is coming up with, it's learning a trick, but then coming up with the presentation of it. Cause mm -hmm. I come from a theater background. So that's yeah. my favorite part. Mm -hmm. um, and then I love the like wonder and stuff when, and like making grown men go, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, how'd you do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't see it. I'm going to isolate that sample and then just have a recording of you going, I love making old men go, no, grown no, men. no, grown men. Sorry. Grown yeah. men. Yeah. Grown, I no. love, grown men. I love blowing their minds. Yeah. And being silly and yeah. inviting adults to be silly with me because like they don't get those opportunities. That's magic. Sometimes we watch, uh, Jesse likes to watch these magic shows where they have like Penn and Teller, Fool Me, you know, these yeah. big shows where they have the best of the best from all over the world and they'll do a trick and Jesse's like, ah, oh, yeah, I see it. I'm like, <laughs> see what? I'm not, no, I'm not trying to take it from you. It's just so, sometimes... So, sometimes they're sloppy. Sometimes, yeah, but not I, on that show. Not on that. I, Fool us is all like it's across the board. It's very, but very. But sometimes good you figure the trick out. Isn't as, that the game of it? No, I'm just, I'm just like, wow, fish. The fish appeared. 
That's amazing. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, she's talking about uh, Teller's coin, yeah. appearing coin. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I had watched that thing like 20 times mm. before I started having oh, okay. some idea okay. of what was going on. Don't his, tell me how it's done, but no, I don't know how mm. it's done. His his performances are so incredibly yeah. intricate and perfectly choreographed. You watch them over and over again. But for me, the 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 And the thing with like wonder. the thing with Teller is Understanding the mechanics behind it does not diminish the trick. It only makes it better. Mm. Like to understand the complexity of what he's doing Mm. that looks completely effortless and and invisible. Mm. That's for heaven's sake. Don't make it sound like I just sit there going, oh, I got it. No, 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 not like that. But how how do you figure it out? I'm still looking at it and wondering what's going on. Do we have it? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's 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 recording. Uh huh. So should we talk <laughs> about what just happened, or should we leave it to the listeners' think... imagination of what <laughs> we what all... made us all laugh? So I should I re- relate? Should I um, let's move on? Recount let's move the story. On. Okay. It, it was something that has never happened on the show before. Uh, I can almost guarantee it will not happen again. Mm. Beautifully handled. Mm. Yeah. Good job, guys. You live your art. Pros across the board. <laughs> All right, moving on. We should we should be running. I'm glad I'm glad that nobody gets to see what that is. Let's uh, let's let's uh, leave the curtain closed on that bit. So, Um, what were you saying about Swinky was saying something? I was saying when we came back from doing what we were doing that it's it's. I think your advice at the beginning, before we even started taping, that uh, everyone in LA and their brother is an actor. So you got to do something that makes you stand out or something that's unique to you. You said something along those lines and you're living it because it's not like you can't act. You're an actress. I mean, this that's what you do. That's your background. But also you walk on stilts in a clown costume. Yeah. And you juggle. And do magic. And, yeah. and do magic. And yeah. Wow. Thank do you, you learn the still thing, the stilts thing at comedy, or not comedy, clown school? No, mm. the juggling and stilts I learned on my own. And mm. actually the juggling is an interesting story. Well, so I knew that I wanted to do those things. Mm-hmm. And as you said, like everyone in their mother and brother is, a, is an actor. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of similar with burlesque. And mm. for a long time, I focused on jobs that were, um, like I balloon twisted and face painted and did kids magic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um but I focused on jobs that were like show up and be pretty and perform and entertain and act. Mm. Um, and not that that isn't a skill because, mm-hmm. I mean, dancing and acting is a skill. But yeah. in a place like California where everyone does that, you do have to have more difficult skill-based things if you want to stand out mm. and get booked more. And right. so I knew that I needed to expand and not just do those things when I moved to L.A. And mm-hmm. I've lived in L.A. for two years. Mm. Um, I taught myself to stilt walk um, a little bit before moving to L.A. Right. Mm. Um, I just bought the stilts mm. and looked on YouTube at how to stilt walk. Mm. And um, actually, one of the agents I used to work for in San Francisco, they're really lovely. I'll, mm. I'll plug them. They're Circusphere. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of high-end corporate events with Twitter and Google and Facebook. Um, and they're really, really amazing. And the husband that runs it, um, he, I think his name is Slim. And he's really, really funny. He mm. helped me learn how to still walk. So I mm. paid him like something like a hundred or bucks or mm. whatever. Mm. And we did a session where he just helped me and guided me. And then after that, I was on my own though. I just took what he taught me and I practiced every day, mm. um, bought the stilts myself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and just practiced a bunch. And, and when, because I'd already worked with agents in San Francisco mm-hmm. and knew how to court agents and seduce them and contact them here. Yeah. Um, I just added it to my list mm-hmm. of things. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, I show up, I will do this thing for this pay. And, mm-hmm. um, if you do that enough, agents will start to trust you. So like mm. when I got into magic, I mean, I've only been doing close-up magic for mm-hmm. like three years. There's mm. a lot of magicians that have more experience doing magic than me and mm. have been doing it since they were a five-year-old child and they mm. were in the hospital and it helped them overcome their social anxiety and yeah. all that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But because I have relationships with agents, I started performing um, and p- professionally doing it so much quicker mm. because I just went to the people I already work with and I yeah. said, Hey, like, you know that I do stilt walking and face painting and mm. that I show up on time and I do the thing and the clients like me. So mm. here's another thing I'm going to do. Mm. Um, and they're like, cool, we already know that you do these things. So mm-hmm. we'll just add that. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really pretty seamless for me to just add magic to my roster of things. Right. I know that a lot of people don't already have that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And there's so many magicians in LA, my one friend uh, I saw at the castle the other week was like, you're working all the time. You had a gig in Vegas. How'd you get a gig in Vegas? Mm. What? In mm. San Francisco, how are you doing that? And I'm like, well, I had these connections in San Francisco before. Mm-hmm. And then I knew I wanted to work in Vegas and mm. I had friends' couches I could sleep on. Mm-hmm. So I just contacted all these, like all these event agents in Vegas. I just, this, I did this like a year ago, mm. um, Googled it, right? Like I said, emailed them, mm-hmm. lied my pants off. I mm. said, um, I... <laughs> I live in Vegas and partially in LA, but mm. I just moved to Vegas. Total lie. I do not have a place to live there. <laughs> I just stay on couches uh-huh. and I'm like, here's my two hour minimum. Like I, I try to only go out there if a gig is like a thousand dollars or more. Mm. Um, and then I, I'm like, so yeah, and I, I would love to work with you and I do all these things. And mm. then I started getting booked in Vegas. People are like, oh, are you free for this? And I think my first gig was NASCAR mm. doing uh, close up magic for the VIPs mm. at one of the races. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Two days, no, it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, like 2000 for the weekend. Mm. Um, so it was a little bit cheaper per hour than I would if I was doing a couple, shorter yeah. event. But mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm 2000 to go to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started doing things like that. And he was, but he was like, how are you getting booked so much? Mm. Like I, I know so many magicians aren't getting booked. And I'm like, mm. well, I feel like doing performance work is like 90% business and then right. 10% actually. Oh, and mm. then 5% driving there. Mm. Cause LA is awful. <laughs> and then 5% actually doing the thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, but I knew I wanted to set myself apart. Sorry, mm. back to your thing. Mm. And I knew that um, people will pay more if you have a skill that you've put time into. Mm. And it's just, you have to like put that time in and work on it. And how I learned juggling was kind of um, with that in mind. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to juggle. I could kind of barely juggle three balls mm. and I had clubs and mm. um, I just wanted to, I don't know, kind of like test my perseverance Mm. or my get in the habit of practicing, Mm -hmm. um, but like see if I could do it. And so I did this thing that I don't know if I invented it. I think people have been doing 30 day challenges forever, Yeah. but I did a thing, 30 day juggling challenge. And Mm. for every single day for 30 days straight, I didn't skip a day. Mm. I would juggle for like 30 minutes minimum, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes more. I would make like a, I would video towards the end of the practice, like Mm -hmm. my progress or Mm. what I did. I'd be like, Mm. okay, I started with three balls and then I went to two clubs and here's what I did. And I practiced this over and over and over again. Mm. And I'd make like a little one minute video each time to just go over what I did and if I improved or not mm-hmm. how I felt about it mm-hmm. um, and I'd post it on like Instagram and YouTube and Facebook mm, for accountability for accountability yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it was really like good like because if I 
like I've tried since to do workout challenges mm-hmm. and that's like boring. No one wants to see you just post a video of you working out. <laughs> so like that didn't take off as well. I mm-hmm. wasn't as accountable. I was like, ah, I don't really like, <laughs> I don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't really feel like it, but yeah. juggling, like I had this community of people that were mm. like, that's crazy. That's so cool. We're supporting you. Mm. Um, and I did this 30 day juggling challenge and I started like, um, you can, maybe I'll show you the first video on my Instagram of mm-hmm. me doing it, but mm. it's bad. I'm like dropping all the balls. Mm. <laughs> um, and then I tried to juggle three clubs just to be like, I want to show you how terrible I am. And I couldn't even catch one mm. um and I just slowly started doing like one jug and oh one jug one club <laughs> and like trying to catch the one end where the handle is right. and not the big end mm. and that alone is really hard mm. and I would and I just did it like 200 times and I mm. treated it like doing push-ups or something 200 times then I do the left hand 200 times mm. then I practice left hand to right hand mm. then I started doing two clubs mm. and just over 30 days I would do that and each time I got better there was some days where I would get so into it and mm-hmm. love learning yeah and I'd be like, oh, I finally got two that mm. I would sometimes struggle for an hour or more just because mm. I was like, I can't stop. I'm on a learning curve. This is fun. Mm. And there were other days when I was like, I think one day I was drunk mm. and I got home and I hadn't done it. But I was drunk from the Magic Castle. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to do it anyway because I'm going to be <laughs> responsible. And there's a whole video of me trying to juggle drunk in my house. Yeah. And then and it's pretty funny. Mm. And I edited it together. And it mm. was great. That got the most likes, I right. think. Um, <laughs> but I because I took it so seriously I was like I can't miss a day I'm a responsible adult <laughs> and I was like dropping them and it was really bad yeah but by the end of the 30 days mm. doing it every single day I could juggle clubs wow in just a month I mm. taught myself to juggle mm. and so just that was really cool and then I thought like well, that was great. I want to do this with more things. Mm. So then I was like, well, what do I want to do now? I want to juggle knives because um, I can probably charge more if I'm juggling knives versus right. clubs. You got to think about the business aspect. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though it's like incrementally like way harder to juggle four things than mm-hmm. three yeah, and five yeah. things than three. Mm. Um, I think if you're juggling three clubs that are on fire or three clubs that are knives, mm. People will pay more. Three clubs that are not. Nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, people will pay more. And it's more <laughs> dangerous and exciting. And I just, I, I dress in vintage. I thought there'd be something cool about being like a sharp dressing, mm. sharp knife juggler, mm. you know? And mm-hmm. there's something like cool about it. Mm. It's fun to be like, I juggle knives. Mm. So I was like, okay, for a month, I'm going to see if I can juggle knives. Mm. And like, I just did the same thing every day. I practiced juggling. I practiced different patterns with the clubs and I practiced and I got good and I juggled knives. So I was like, cool, now I can add this to my stilt walking and my magic show. And and now at the end of my kids' show, I pretty much always juggle at the end, mm. um, which I think is cool. It adds another layer of uh, value to the show, that yeah, it's not just yeah. a magic show, that mm. it's like a circus show. Right. And, um, and the kids love it, you know? Like, people are like, you don't juggle knives for kids. And I'm like, yeah, I do. They love it. They love things that are like... Yeah. Ooh, scary. Yeah. And I never do it like right over them. I have liability insurance and, mm. um, and I've been doing it a long time and it's safe and everything. And yeah. the kids love it. They're like, Oh, this is something that's, that's like taboo, you know? Mm. And, um, Oh, there she's juggling knives. Yeah. So yeah. And you love working with kids. I do. They're so wow. fun. Mm. They're like little drunk adults. Yeah. <laughs> and right. They're so honest. Mm, mm, like mm. I'm like, what do you want to be when you're up? And they're mm. like, Batman. And I'm mm. like, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Never let that dream die, kid. Yeah. It's great. It's so fun. Yeah. I love them. They're the most interesting. I wish adults acted a little more like the children. Kids. Uh... Yeah. They're fun. Yeah, Swinky, we gotta grow down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys That's are cute. That's how it's done. 
That was excellent, Katrina. You're very good. Would at you this. be kind enough to do the first poll? Oh, great. Um, do you tell your listeners what this is, or are you just uh, you? All right, you, we can do that. We can all read it know. and answer it. No, nobody knows what you just pulled. Well, no, but they know us. what I did. That I pulled a piece of paper yes, out of yes, the fish. Yes, yes, yes. They, that that and is that's baked like, into oh, the Oh, that's the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When <laughs> the bell rings sense. and it's we say you get the first poll, uh, they know where we're at. But if you want to answer the question and then we have to guess what the question was, we can do that. Wait, just got this it. is the first guest who actually lives in Hollywood. Yeah, I live on Hollywood Boulevard. That you've co-hosted. Oh, okay. Yes, that I've co-hosted. Okay. Okay. Yes, I, lady. Should I read it? Mm-hmm. If you had to pick a profession outside of the entertainment business, what would it be? Who's the question for? Does it say who, who wrote the question? No, it doesn't. Oh, this doesn't. one's pretty okay. old. That's before I realized that I should be telling everyone to write their names. Oh, on yeah, it. so we can give them a shout out. Um, yeah. What would it be? Do you have a, Do you have anything? It I'll sounds like you do everything. Like you've pretty much <laughs> oh, narrowed it. You know, you've taken a lot of things off the list of alternatives. Well, that's all entertainment business. Stuff, okay, though. like oh, booking, okay. writing, producing. What would you be doing? Um. Two things I really so I love traveling mm-hmm. okay. and I really really love swing dancing mm-hmm. and so there's these people I really look up to that are like international swing dance instructors. Mm-hmm. Most of them I've actually talked to have mm-hmm. normal jobs mm-hmm. and will like fly to Spain on the weekend and do the Spain Lindy Hop thing where they're like a celebrity at this swing event and, yeah. and that's really cool and they're teaching and they're getting flown out there in a hotel mm-hmm. and then they fly back and they work at their normal jobs because. Yeah. That is not a sustainable job to yeah. actually have. Yeah. Um, but if in a magical world money didn't matter and I mm. wasn't in the entertainment business, I would love to get paid to travel around and swing dance and ballroom dance mm. um, or be a flight attendant too is something I've thought of. But uh, I don't have the flexibility in my life now to drop everything and take those last minute shifts that they kind of yeah. – when you're first a flight attendant, I've heard you kind of have to be the – company's bitch for like a few years yeah, until you yeah, can yeah. get until you've earned the right to ask for time off and mm. um with my job i could get like randomly have a magic gig like one time i was flown to india mm. like mumbai india mm. with like a week's notice mm. and there's no way i could be a flight attendant and also do that so right yeah. yeah can't do it can't do it but yeah i love travel mm. excellent well handled Very do you nice. have a do you have a backup other than entertainment yeah quickly a cook a cook and a cleaner. I like cleaning. I would like to have a cleaning business. So people, uh, I hire people who know how to clean well. Or I would train them. And I would be the best cleaning business of anywhere I am. That's a lovely answer. That's a good wife. Is it? Oh, sorry. sorry I'm just kidding. Off your nose. Sorry. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something. What about you, Pew? What? Oh, I've answered it before and I forget what my answer was. But, okay, so uh, you don't want to lie? Well, I don't want to. You can revise your answer. All right, fine. Next one. It's fine. Pull, pull the card. Pull the card. Oh, Swinky. Okay, yeah, yeah. Give Swinky a chance. Oh, I, it's my turn. You know I'm going to pick one of Magical you... Katrina's cards. What is your dream? Aww. That was a question I was thinking about. Like, you seem to be very kind of focused. And I was wondering, like, what, what are you trying to stack up in the next five years? Like, what's what are you trying to build? If anything. Um, I'm kind of existential and atheist and I mm. feel like the world is a chaotic place and we're all going to die mm. so <laughs> just mm. have fun and bring as much like enjoyment to other people as you can that's really dark but okay. I think there's something yeah. kind of beautiful about that mm-hmm. so um, I would like to just keep being able to do what I love and create art and make people happy um, I'm do I, I want to volunteer more mm-hmm. um, but I don't have any like what supposed kind of- to be I just want to have mm. as much fun and make other people happy before mm. I just become Adam sprinkled into the universe yeah 
What what kind of volunteer work would you take up if you had the opportunity and the bandwidth? Well, um, I went to Burning Man mm. and I volunteered doing setup and strike mm. for the org the organization, and mm. it was one of the most fulfilling experiences I had. I used mm. how to, I learned how to like put actual things together mm. and like dr- use a drill and mm. like work with my hands mm. um, and like get down in the dirt. And it was really fun so mm. and fulfilling. And I realized that I love volunteering and um, working as a team. So I'm actually doing in January, I'm doing Magicians Without Borders mm. um, and we're going to South Africa wow. and we're performing in orphanages and refugee camps mm. and um, going to just villages and places where people haven't really experienced magic and mm. probably haven't experienced experienced a woman doing magic. So I'm really, really excited for that. Um, and, uh, doing this big volunteer trip. I'm really, really excited about it. Mm. Um, I'm glad to finally be in a place with my business and magic where I can afford to do that. Mm. Um, it is the trip alone is like, I don't know, $3,000 or more because Mm -hmm. the flight, the flight, even though I'm booking it like five months in advance, Mm -hmm was $1,700. Mm-hmm. Who knew it was expensive to go to Africa? <laughs> I don't know. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Did you know? I don't yes. know. <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of artwork here and stuff, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Swinky's going home when we go to Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From, Where are you from? I'm from Kenya. Oh, yeah. it's so expensive. It <laughs> I didn't know. So I'm excited to volunteer. I yeah. actually have a GoFundMe if anyone would like. Can I shamelessly plug yeah, that? Yeah, of course. Please, Please plug. Uh, no, you cannot because there's no shame in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't there's shamelessly plug. There's a lot of shame in Los Angeles. There's a lot of shame in Los Angeles. <laughs> is there no please just, we would be so honored positive. to learn about your yeah GoFundMe. tell us about your gofundme wow um so mm-hmm. it's gonna probably cost like three thousand or more for this trip just because the plane ticket alone is thousand seven hundred we're mm. doing it as cheaply as we can mm. um the magicians without borders is we're staying in hostels mm. and you know t- taking public transport when we can and all mm. that stuff but mm-hmm. uh like a visa b- living the pl- plane tickets like a seven a thousand seven hundred mm-hmm. all that stuff so i'm just asking for like a thousand five hundred to mm. like pay for half of it and i yeah. plan to pay the rest out of my own money and mm. we're going for two weeks so mm. it's a long time yeah um but if anyone wants to help me bring magic to children in need and um mm. Africa and all that uh, it would be great if you could help a little bit even five or ten dollars goes mm. a long way yeah or if you're also a poor artist like me mm. uh, you can share it mm. um, and that helps a lot mm-hmm. too uh, but I'll the link will be included on your website or for something. sure for sure it'll be it'll be in the description and on know. your website right it's on my website yeah, yeah. my website is magicalkatrina.com mm. um, or I guess it has two domains mm. I'm really proud of this other one no it isn't magicianinlosangeles.com Ooh. Ooh, you snagged that I know. One. That's like the sexiest <laughs> SEO ever. Yeah. Girl, you're sexy. Sexy <laughs> SEO. <laughs> Search engine <laughs> optimization. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. How did you guys find me? Did you look um, up Magician in Los Angeles? No. <laughs> I just typed it in. And no, it was, I was Googling a female magician, mm. and an article came up from 2016, and I was like, yeah, we should do this series. If that's the most recent thing that Google is aware of is with those two keywords um, that we should do the mini series. And then not from that article, but like I was plucking around and I saw your website and Mm. I saw your your videos and just the yeah, that's how we found it was. Yay. Andy loves magic. I love it. I freaking love it. It's like the Mm. coolest art form in the world. And it's the one. uh, Okay. 
The coolest for me is film. The second coolest is magic. I work in film, but I get to watch the world of magic from the out. Like I'm at the window looking in at all you people who who can do these really cool things that are very intellectual and very mm. artistic and uh, kind of beautiful and cerebral. But also there's no the audience's experience isn't cerebral, but the activity is very cerebral. Right. And it's such a cool art form. to well, Similar with film, though, like the filming angles, the way people mm-hmm. will frame something mm-hmm. so that there's like a different status of power to one character to the other. Mm. or like just different subtle things like that it's like fun. I don't know sometimes I smoke pot and I watch shows like I was watching American Horror Story mm. and they were having an angry scene mm. and it went like fire close up on the fire and mm. then it was like close up on the person that's upset and then close up on the other person and then close up on the fire oh. and then like the music and I was th- like thinking like because I was Hi, I was picking it apart <laughs> mm, uh, mm, while smoking pot, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, look at how they're like showing it, mm. but not telling." And like, you know, there's right. all those things. Yeah. The film does that. Yeah, like, ooh, the fire is a metaphor for the anger, <laughs> right? I don't know. It's, it's very cerebral. There's a lot of yeah. thought that's put mm. into it. That when you're watching as an audience member, you get all these clues. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I love mm. film. Mm. You're in the right place. <laughs> yeah. Would you take another one? I think. Yes. Yeah, we got a couple more minutes, then we have to bust up on out oh. of here. Should I try? I'll, I can try and be quicker. No, 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 no. Take your time. <gasps> Three things you would tell your old, your fifteen year old self. Let's um, oh. let's do one, one, and one because there's three of us. Yeah. Let's do one, one, and one. Who's it? Uh, this is you can read from that. Darren Maki, Craft by Maki, a clothing designer down in Little Tokyo. Oh. And a cool dude. I really like Darren. Anyway, mm. um, what would we tell our fifteen year old self? Swinky, do you want to go first? No, I want our guest to go first. Is oh, there, or do no. you want time to think? Yeah, I want okay. time to think. Uh, I would tell my 15-year-old self, uh, relax a little bit. Relax. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would you tell your 15-year-old self, Pew? As we buy Katrina some time. I'm, I would tell Spat my 15-year-old self. Mm. Well, no, I, I would love to tell my 15-year-old self, like, dude, you don't even know. Because all the stuff I was into, mm-hmm. like I've gotten to do. Mm. When I was a kid, I was I like dreamed of living in Japan. I got to live in Japan. I dreamed of making movies. I get to make movies. Mm. So all this stuff, like they're the people that when I was a kid, I, I looked up to. And then eventually throughout the film career, I got to bump into them at this, that, or the other. Just to like tell my 15-year-old self, not to spoil any of it, but to be like, dude, you don't even know. It, you're, mm. It's going to happen. The things that you're dreaming about right. will happen. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your turn. <laughs> yeah, those are both so good. I would mm. tell myself, my current self, that too, oh. to like mm. calm down. No. Oh. And then also the other mm. thing to my 50 year those are mm. good. Mm. Yeah, I'm buying time by complimenting you guys. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Take your time. Yeah, I'd probably just tell my 15 year old self to like work hard at, and uh, get in, start maybe juggling and doing magic earlier instead mm. of uh, just putzing around and skipping school and stuff. Oh. I wish I hadn't skipped so much school. I could have graduated two years early instead of one year early. Oh. I failed like all my classes freshman year. <laughs> all of them. Oh, because you weren't there. No, I skipped a lot. Mm. Yeah, I hated PE. First class today. PE is bullshit anyway. That, yeah. they should, that should be a separate class that has no bearing on anything in the universe. Yeah. That's a hot take here on the Hollywood Fish Bowl. <laughs> I'm picking one now. All right, Pew. I'm closing my eyes, and if it's a good one, we'll end on this one. Is that okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just not, hopefully not mine. That's mine. Uh, okay. <laughs> What's wrong with picking hers? Well, I don't know what it is. It's, I'm like to... a fun surprise. Yeah. Oh, I don't okay. know. <sighs> no. Yeah. What's that one? I just want to see the one. Can All we right. read the one to Just our viewers one. that's no? 
Do you know your purpose in life? What is it? Whew, that's heavy. I never know how to answer that one. Yeah, let's. See. We can do another one. Okay. Okay. You know what? I I seed my poll to the guest. Are ooh, are, are you content? That's a, that's not a bad. That's question. a good one. Like just in general, if you were to take all of your emotions, put them in a blender, and pour it out into a smoothie, would it taste content? Um, no. What's wrong? Like, what's where's? I think. I don't know about you. Are you content? I feel like as artists, there's always something in us that's right. a little bit like wanting to constantly create and is maybe a little bit messed up. Yeah. But it's, is that a, is that a weird thing to say? That's no. so dark. No, um, no, I'm no, not no. content. I constantly am feeling like I'm not doing enough on my to-do list. I'm not doing as well. I'm not mm. like selling enough mm. things or doing enough parties. Um, and maybe that's because I grew up kind of poor mm. and I always was kind of like, I'm going to move out of my small town and make something of myself. Yeah. And yeah. I I never feel like I kind of have enough. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Hmm. I would. I don't think yes. it's a bad thing, though. No, no I think not it's not good to have a drive. When you're yeah. content, you're dead. No, wait, that's no. terrible. But yeah. <laughs> well, no. Here's the thing: is I'm, I'm going to give you. Mm. I'm going to give you a, like another perspective. That the this one being mine, mm. um, and that is like I've got that same hunger, that same like ain't nearly done enough. I don't have enough to retire in the bank account. Uh, the I've got that same like that same hunger and that same kind of the, uh, frustration, the grinding gears kind of feeling. But the other side of the coin is that like every day I get to come home to this place, like this house you've seen, it's like it's it's built how we want it, the mm. furniture, the whole thing is like kind of how Swinky and I want it. And I get to come home to Swinky. And with those two things, it's like the 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 cushion to land on is so soft. I can't like the hunger's there, but I'm completely content, beyond content, I'm happy. That kind of thing. Well, that Aww. you just have this really sweet, nice marriage, and you guys are yes. freaking adorable. So <laughs> I'm over here being single. Oh, what is? Can you give us like just a little bit of flavor of that of what what dating is like in LA? Is it? Oh, well, my boyfriend and I just broke up like oh, I'm sorry. two oh. days ago. Oh, so. my God. How long no, it's recent. fine. I'm very good at compartmentalizing. Oh, it happened. It's not fine, but mm. it happened like on the way to this country club magic gig that mm-hmm. I worked for them in Easter, mm. and I really wanted to impress them. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good hourly rate, and it was wonderful. And mm. I knew that that's the kind of gigs I want. Country it's like close up magic for adults and families, mm. high end. Mm. Uh, and then I'm like crying on the way over. And then I'm like, nope, got to compartmentalize these emotions and put mm-hmm. on a show. Mm. And then I did it and they loved me. And I, I left the gig so happy because mm. I'd kind of forgotten about it. Yeah. And um, I made all these children and adults smile. Yeah. This one woman was texting on her phone and I ended up using her for a magic trick and she tipped me $30, which she did not need to do. Mm. I'm like, lady, they're paying me to be here. Like you yeah, don't have yeah, to. Yeah. But mm. She was like, no, you're amazing. You made my night. You're my hero. And mm. just things like that. Mm. I feel really good. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm alone. Mm. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. How long were you together? A year. Our anniversary would be Halloween. Oh, my mm. God. That's really soon. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This is a great note to end the episode. That's great. Are you, you've no, been it's good. good. Uh, that was dating sarcasm. I'm dating so in LA is atrocious, I've heard. I'm mm. not really one of those people that goes on Tinder. I, I plan on being single for a while and mm. finding okay. myself and working on myself because... Mm. Um, we're both awesome people and it mm. didn't work out because of, was it a mutual call? Like, did you both say like, yeah, let's not, or S- sort of, we were really both trying to make it work. We were really unhappy. We had different things we didn't want to compromise on, but he's mm. like an amazing person. Mm. Um, so amazing. Um, he thinks I'm c- cool. We mm. just kind of, uh, 
wanted different things. Mm. Well, you know. No, it's the thing. Like uh, Swinky and I, we did we didn't want to compromise on certain things, so we didn't. Yeah. Uh, and then we didn't talk to each other for a year. And then <gasps> almost we, two years. Yeah, uh, we were friends for a while. We tried dating for about ten days. <laughs> Uh, it was a nuclear flame out situation. Horrible. We did, we uh, disconnected from each other completely, and then mm. we became friends again years later. Mm. And then we we compromised on on those things. So I don't know. Like, what, what, do you I, mind? You can ring do, the bell if you're uncomfortable. No, what, what, is, what were those? Oh things? no, it's fine. Well, Jesse was a free wheeler. Is that like open relationship? Yeah. That's what I was trying to do in my relationship. Oh, okay. oh. That blew up in my face. Let's talk about this. Let's, let's unpack <laughs> so some that's shit. the thing is in Portland and San Francisco, mm-hmm. if you sell someone you're monogamous, they're like, well, that's weird and selfish of you. Why are you jealous? Like they're like, that's oh, the common yeah, thing. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Whereas, uh-huh. whereas here they're like, why are you open? Like mm. they call it being modern. Like mm. most of my friends are polyamorous in San Francisco. Mm. They're weird burlesque artists that right. are yeah. seeing like, they're mm. like, well, I have this other lover and on mm. Tuesdays, we have a threesome and like it's all mm. very hippie liberal yeah, love yeah. and mm. I, that's not exactly who I am but I also really really liked this person mm. and it was going really 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 well and I mm. thought maybe we'd have like a future where we'd get married and it scared me that we were so monogamous it's like mm. hey I, I want to eventually be open if we're gonna keep doing mm. a year's a for me a long time because I'm a child mm. and uh <laughs> it's like hey it's been a year I'd really like to be open and he did not want that. We tried it and mm. it didn't go well. Mm. Yeah. So a similar thing happened to you similar guys? Similar thing. Mm. The first time oh, was different. The first time was really, you know, just... I am. I'm. I was raised in a very, very conservative religious background. That's just how it was. And yeah, so was my ex. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I. I did not want to mess things up. I didn't want to try to be together. I wanted if we we're going to be getting together, it would be serious, and we would wait for marriage, and then we would <gasps> consummate our marriage. Wait, that's, oh my goodness, that's girl. how far to the. Yeah, I know. That's, that's where the compromise. That's, that was on, on round one. That was that did not uh, work out because Jesse was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think How this long were you together while you were abstinent? Days. Oh, yeah, I couldn't last more than 10. You're beautiful. Well, yeah. I don't know about 10 days, though. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a sweetheart. But, no, but 10 days was the limit, I but think. But from, from where I was sitting, <laughs> it, was, it was logistics. Like, I, I, as much as I wouldn't want to marry someone without having a conversation with them, right. I wouldn't want to marry somebody if we didn't know that we were compatible, compatible. Yeah. in intimacy. Right. We were both like the both positions were totally okay and logical for both of us at the time, which right. is why I think it was salvageable in the years that followed. But right. the hurt was there even after ten days, because you know if you we if you date a guy like me for then. ten days, mm. it's gonna uh, like shatter shush. your world. We were <laughs> friends. We already had a friendship before that. <laughs> anyway, so th- that that failed, and then second time round, we just had a meeting from the outset. We sat down and discussed, and he said, uh, "That's not gonna work for me," and I was like. Cool. I want to be with you. So let's yes. do this thing. Wait, so, so can I ask, was mm-hmm. he your first? Yes. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it you know, it worked out. I'm such a slut muffin. No, you're not. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Your face. If you want to no, if you, you are so got, sweet. If you no, it's not a bad thing. No. I'm a very delicious muffin. Yeah, I no, that's the thing is, if you want to talk slut muffin, you've got someone here on this chair that can talk slut, mu- slut, slut muffin. Slut muffins? Yeah. Slut muffin, yes. so, so we represent both sides of, of the equation. Of that's the really equation. cool. Oh. And that's I'm, fine. I've the been there, done that half of yeah. this relationship. And I think he was just ready to settle and he just wanted to... And that's part of it yeah. too. I mm. think if I'd met this guy, he's mm. 36, if mm-hmm. I'd met him when I was in my 30s, mm. um... 
like all of his brothers are younger than him and they're mm. all married and have children. Oh, right. Because mm-hmm. he grew up in a conservative-ish mm-hmm. family. Mm. Uh, and if I'd met him in my 30s and was like, I've done all the things, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I'm only like 24. Mm-hmm. And That's another thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think about, yeah. yes, you go. That's a big thing. No, it's a, it's a thing mm. I think about that if we had settled down, I would be so resentful right. of, oh, to yeah. Swinky of, for not, because the things that happened after that, there were things I want, like people I had to have met and yeah. loves I had to have had before right. I to really could. appreciate that. And I still, yeah. yeah. And mm. So you're not, from where I'm sitting, I can, I can say that totally. when I did what you are doing now, mm. I did, I, I was doing the right thing. Mm. I just I I wanted to have my cake and eat it too and that's Mm. the problem and Mm -hmm. uh, in high school my longest most successful relationship was Mm. a three year polyamorous relationship Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and that's why I moved to San Francisco and all that what I was talking Mm. about and it was great Mm. Um, I'd be like yeah I went to prom with this guy and he'd high five me and he'd be like sweet and Mm. then I'd be like how's you how are you and he'd be like I want you on a date with this girl and she was Mm -hmm. really nice we had sex and I'd be Mm. like nice good for you high five and it was like we were supportive and and we kind of I'm I'm able to separate I think sex from emotions I have to like someone to sleep with them like Mm. they have to be a friend of mine I have Mm. to care about them Mm. um, and maybe love them as a friend to some extent but Mm -hmm. I can separate that I don't have to just have sex with one person. And so it was yeah. cool because we got to have these different experiences and talk to each other about it. And we were at different points in our lives, but we weren't keeping each other from anything. Mm. And that's kind of why I wanted what I wanted in this relationship because we were so good. I could have honestly seen myself marrying him. Yeah. Um, and that's why I tried to make it open instead right. of just being like, bye. <laughs> right, right. But it's, yeah, I, but he didn't want to. It was not fair to him because he was or like, let's you. try that. But mm. then he didn't want to mm. actually do it. Well, there's no judgment at this table, clearly, as you can no. see. Um, yeah, it's just time. Time. Mm. Who knows? Maybe in 10 years, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I want to settle. I'm good. <laughs> or not. And you'll be, you will be with someone who feels well, the same Well, I don't think way. of it. I don't ever want to settle. Mm. I want to find someone that we can grow together and together. go on adventures and we mm. can travel and we can explore exotic continents and like go to South Korea and backpack. And we can also have a threesome and explore a beautiful lady's body together and we can all high five afterwards. (laughs) Like I, I have this like, like I want to have this partner that we are Mm. constantly growing and sharing experiences and I want to emotionally be monogamous to them. I'm not Mm. like, I don't want to start a family with like multiple people. Yeah. That's like some poly stuff. That's cool, but I can't do that. (laughs) But I I never want to settle. I want to have this one person that Mm. I share all these amazing things with. Mm. Um, and yeah, I don't want to settle. And mm. so that's part of it too. Probably even if I was 30, I'd want to maybe like, you know, you don't want to always, you guys are married. So I don't no, <laughs> you no, guys no, want to always it. eat a ham sandwich. Maybe mm. occasionally you'll want a peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Like maybe when you're 80, you're like, maybe I want to have sex with one other person. Like yeah. I don't want <laughs> your penis to be the last one I see for the rest of my entire life. Right. Like, that scares me. I don't know. Right. But you right. guys are happy. I don't mm. know. I'm no, you know, everyone's different. I put too much no, value listen. on sex. Yeah, because, no, 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 don't say that. Yeah, between, don't, yeah. don't, don't say that at all. Because <laughs> if it's important, like if your body is saying that this is, is what it is. Yeah. If your heart is saying this is what it is, and you try to pretend that your heart isn't Don't saying that, that that's a recipe yeah, for it's disaster. Not, mm. I'm not mm. like this crazy sex fiend, mm. but I just the <laughs> idea of like 
never being able to touch a boob again. Like, Mm-mm. I like boobs. Like, yeah, yeah, they're nice. Maybe someday I'd want to touch a boob. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd want to be with a partner that's like, touching boobs makes you happy. You mm-hmm. can touch a boob. Mm-mm. And it's... <laughs> right, yeah. I'm not going to touch boobs every single day. Right, But, right. like, having the option that if I wanted to, mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's about that. And I yeah. probably wouldn't exercise it that often. Mm. But... It's been two know. days. Yeah, give your time yourself time to process <laughs> this. It's been two days. You can Why process this. I did not mean to talk about this. No, no, thing, no. This is this fine. is excellent. If you're uncomfortable with it, we won't repeat okay. it. But you, you seem you haven't been ringing the bell yeah. or anything. He's so an amazing, good. wonderful human, and mm. I wish him the best. Mm. And I hope we can be friends because he's awesome. That's where you want to be at the end of a relationship. Yeah, that's excellent, Pew. They're excellent. They are. You're excellent. Oh, you're too cute. I'm so, you're so cute. Why am I alone? No, no. just kidding. Oh, shush. <laughs> Katrina, thank you for gracing our podcast. You are amazing. Thank you for sharing your heart. You didn't need to do that, but you did. And anyone that was listening who's starting out on anything in any new place, new avenue would be so excited to listen to the advice you've given and you're so tenacious so courageous and so hot you just walked in and the room was like Woo, you know oh, okay someone else wants to touch you. a no this is yeah no. are you flirting no. with the guests no. no I'm telling you when she walked in I'm not even allowed to flirt I just, with the guests I did just spend like five minutes talking about touching boobs no 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 I'm but sorry. I'm just saying no and and that you, you're ending on this note where you allow yourself to be vulnerable and talk about yeah. something that you've been going through these past few weeks I guess is very special to us because this podcast is about being honest with each other and sharing our hearts. It is. And let me tell you something that I've learned from experience. You are absolutely on the right track. Touching boobs is awesome. Yeah. It's like the most fun thing in the world. <laughs> right? So They're high-fiving. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give up that dream of touching boobs. Never yeah. let it go. <laughs> no. Go back. Yeah. And, and you, did, you did your best. I mean, one year. Wow. Good on you. You did very well. She did well, right, Pew? You did well. Mm. <laughs> You did. did very well too. Yeah, yeah. you all did. Well. We all did well. Yeah, everyone gets a gold sticker. You are all doing well. Mm. Everyone by listening to this podcast. Yeah, you're very clever, <laughs> terrifically, terrifically intelligent. If you liked what you heard, you can find more about this podcast at hwfishbowl on Instagram, yes. hollywoodfishbowl.com on the internet. But you already know that because yeah, you because are here, listening huh? to the show already. So, uh, Swinky, where can they find you? And then we're going to end with the on a guest high note. of honor. Yes. So this is like we're buying them time to get out their pen or open yeah. up their phones. This so they is can where. Yep, yep. You got your notes out? Keep yakking. All right. Thank you very much. Now, I have a daily blog. It's at Swinky Doodles on Instagram. Uh, Check them out. I have something to say every day in doodles. And Swinky Doodles helps me because she says things I cannot say in person. All right. So that's Swinky Doodles. Swinky Doodles. And at Swinky Music for the stuff I do that's also cool. For example, singing and walking while singing. I do that real well. Swinky music. Thank you. And now we shall round out the show with our illustrious guest. I'm following Swinky Doodles right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah. This is the best way to get new followers yeah. is to have people. We need to get like 20,000 people on this show. So <laughs> Just all, put them all on the yeah, couch. <laughs> yeah, stack them up. No, that's great. Maybe that'll give me some followers. <laughs> Don't be surprised if you make a cameo someday in the doodles. Yay! Yeah, you never know in your red dress. Yeah. yeah.
All right. Mm-hmm. Um, now for what they really came for. So, where can people yeah, find this you? Is where people I want to find am a magician lady. and circus performer and all those good stuff based out of Los Angeles. You can find me. I have a website for my children's party company. It's called katrinaspartycharacters.com. No spaces, no caps, no anything weird. Um, and then my Instagram is the magical Katrina. So it's at the magical Katrina. And my website is magical Katrina or magicianinlosangeles.com. Um, I'll, yeah, I also have a website for my acting, which is katrinacrutch.com, uh, and a website for my burlesque, which is roxykitten.com. Oh, you have a lot of websites. <laughs> what? You gotta, no, convincing Squeaky to get one was You gotta <laughs> separate. Jeez, lady, you, you gotta separate the yeah. burlesque from the kids' parties. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, and the and the acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? There separate tabs <laughs> on the same site. It can't, it Parents used to be, and people you. were like, mm. why is your acting resume right next to your burlesque and you're yeah, yeah no it's yeah. not good mm. so yes but magical katrina.com instagram at the magical katrina I, right. I post a lot of photos of me in a bikini doing magic eating sandwiches traveling around the world magic lots of cool things mm-hmm. at the magical katrina yeah right. let's boogie we gotta get out of here oh we do i got a i've got an insurance claim adjuster scam oh, yeah. artist that i have to go meet right now <laughs> Yeah, he wanted to come here, but then he was like, no, nah, let's meet in a public place. Yes, I don't know <laughs> if this guy's for... Anyway, that is a story Bye. for another day. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank we love you. talking to you. And thank you for the, the very clear roadmap that you've given. The information is invaluable, and we are so grateful. So, um, bye. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Thank you. Drops.